Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night, depending on when you're listening to this. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Secret Life of a Shy Producer. My artist name is Hime. I come from Brampton, um, Ontario, which is close to Toronto. I do electronic music. Um, and yeah, I think you guys know what it is right now. So I did want to just give you a little bit of an update as to why I hadn't been um, recording or any podcasts over the past, I believe, three weeks to a month. So for a couple of weeks, I've been in an interestingly bad, well, not bad, but I've been in a bit of a predicament where I hadn't been able to do any recording whatsoever. Um, it had been really busy and I hadn't had the place to myself, so I hadn't had the opportunity to really talk. And then uh, last week, I gave back the Zoom H2N microphone that I would normally record on to my man. So he's got that. And to be honest, I'd been kind of lazy about putting up my other rig, I guess, which is just my audio box. So the Persona's audio box and then a cheap condenser mic that I had been, well, that I bought like well over five years ago. And well, because it's been about three weeks to a month of me not doing this podcast, I decided, hey, might as well like put it up and just, and try to do it. So um, yeah, that's, it's not a good reason for why I wasn't doing the podcast, but that's what it is. So I did want to talk a bit about um, an event that I did go to. Uh, It was out of my element um, in the sense, in a sense, Um, I think well over a month ago, I talked about how I went to view loop sessions uh, in Toronto, and it looked really cool. It looked like an amazing um, thing to be a part of, and the organizers and all the people who attended were like really nice, really chill, really kind, and they're really into music. And I had told them um, at the time, yes, I'm going to do it next time. And so I had been like on... Um, Instagram constantly checking to see if um, they had a new date for the next one. So like for the next uh, session and they did. And that was last week, Saturday. So I signed up and yep, got the email. I got everything like confirming that at least like I'm on the list. So um, I was of course a bit scared uh, to do it. Um, as you guys know, this is the secret life of a shy producer and I am very much introverted, definitely shy, social anxiety, especially surrounding my music, um, which is actually ironic because considering that I would like to do more with it, but that, that's another thing that's, that's for a psychiatrist to deal with. But, um, so I signed up, I went and basically the, the, um, the thing is that like you have about um, a couple of minutes to sample a vinyl and then you have to come up with like a track which has to be at least uh, I believe a minute and 30 seconds or a minute and 45 seconds long and as you know I'm a self-sampler for the most part uh, I do use the Uh, Converse sample library in order to do most of my tracks 
but most of those samples have actually been cut up perfectly, right? So it's always easier to like do um, or make a song out of a loop from the Converse sample library. But in this case, there's no BPM that or that I can detect, uh, no key that I can detect. Well, I can detect key because I, I, I have ear training. But um, basically, I didn't get too, too much time or as much time. And no, you know what? That's a cop out. I'll be real. I get competitive with myself and I compare myself to so many people. And because everybody else, you know, they're, they're very much confident in themselves and confident in their work. And here I am, like, I'm thinking, like, what are you doing here? Like, what, why did you even decide to show up? And then I get, like, the sample and I'm like, oh, my God, what do I do with it? And I freaked out for the most part. It, I don't know if they were able to tell, but I was freaking out. <laughs> and um, basically, I, in my opinion, in my opinion alone, because um, everybody has a different perception of themselves versus others. Like, for instance, this is a simple one. I think my voice is very weird, but apparently other people like my voice. And whenever I hear my um I hear a recording of myself, like with this, with this, I'm there like, oh my God, I sound horrible, but other people think it's okay. So um, that's kind of how I work, I guess. And what's interesting is that um, I got a, I guess, semi-decent reception, but like there were lots of things that if I were to do this again, I would... I, I would totally do it differently. So for starters, um, I know I might be going all over the place and it might not sound too coherent, but to be honest, this is more um, like a note to myself. And if you guys are ever doing something like this, uh, hopefully you can give you guys perspective. Okay. So I sat right close to like these DJ speakers and I wasn't mixing on any, like, on closed um, ear headphones. I was actually trying to mix and listen to my song on my Sony $30 headphones. Bad idea. Absolutely bad idea. Okay. So next time I'm getting closed ear headphones. Like, I'm not semi-closed. Like, they're going to be closed if I were to do it again. And I think I might, maybe in like a couple of months, but, um, you know, I got to lick my wounds. No, <laughs> but um, that's one thing. Uh, the next thing is to not take myself too seriously. Honest to goodness. And also another thing for me is to not try to um, do too much. So for me... Um, Sometimes I like to try to be a little creative in, to some degree. Um, well, everybody was very creative and all the stuff that they did was like both creative and coherent. In mine, like it, it didn't sound like that to me. 
Um, so I was like, oh crap, like it was bad for me, to me, right? But again, I got a fairly decent reception, you know, somebody told me that I did sound like a sim- like an artist that does like similar, like experimental types of stuff. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So I guess I'm not like, I wasn't completely off the deep end. But anyway, um, I did write notes to myself about how I felt the night that it happened as well as the morning after because I tend to ruminate about a lot of things and I had been in lots of situations with myself where um, I would just like, all right, so I'm usually in like a lot of situations where in my mind where I'm overthinking everything. So I ruminate and I'm like, oh my God, I look like an idiot. I look like this. Oh my God, why didn't I do that? Oh my God, why did I act like this? I do a lot of that. I don't know if a lot of people do that, but that's how I've tended to work. And I've been kind of getting out of it and it's been getting better. So um, these are a couple of notes that I wrote to myself after the session. Um, So first I said, um, I'm glad I did it. I made mistakes, um, you know, I didn't do some certain things that would have maybe made it a little bit more favorable, but then again, I don't know, right? That's all speculation. Um, I was definitely closest to like the DJ set and to the speakers and I was like micro- um, using my Sony headphones um, from literally from Best Buy. Uh, I said... I had an idea about what I wanted to do, but I took some of the fun out of it for myself. I didn't mix my work whatsoever. I couldn't really hear it. And that's because, again, I'm using Sony headphones and I'm just plugging it into my laptop, which have horrendous speakers and it's like, it's just horrible. Um, And then I said, now you would think that after all that, I'd say don't go, Um, but you are mistaken. Um, Oh yeah, this is making notes about this podcast, what I'm doing. I'm like, this is about a shy producer. I don't put myself out there often. I've got eccentricities and awkwardness um, that's prevalent or prevalent in most of my work and how I go through life at times. Um, I did take a shot showing up when I could have just backed out and I could have chosen to not participate, but this time I did. And for someone like me, that's really nerve wracking. And I go through my head and judge myself all the time because, you know, because um, I'm trying to impress myself and I guess maybe even others. And I want to just be the best. Like it's it's kind of bad. <laughs> and, and ironically, like actually with the um, loop sessions, it has nothing to do with competition. Absolutely nothing to do with competition. It's actually community based. And that's why I'd say like, if you can go to a loop session or to like a collective of some sort, just for the fun of it, do it, right? So, but unfortunately I come from, I've come from a mindset of pure competition. Um, university was crazy competitive. You know, high school, I was competitive. I was always competitive with music though. And I had to stop myself from it, but that's another story. Um so let me see, what else do I have? Oh, I also say this to people. This, this is my notes. Um, sampling is a skill. I will tell you that I was reading my old journal um, from a couple of years ago when I was in uni, 
and I, I used to do some songwriting for just guitar. Um, and I had written that hip hop is easy. And in my hubris, I said that it was easy to make. I said sampling is BS and that most people who sample have no talent. This is what I wrote in my journal. Over time, my opinion had shifted or has shifted, uh, but it's more obvious now that it's not easy for me at least. Uh, it reminds me of all the dislikes from Rhythm Roulette or Against the Clock of these pros and how judgment or how judgmental I would be towards them and their work. I would put so much judgment on them. And it's also kind of like when I watch RuPaul's Drag Race and um, I see and judge like all the drag queens, but I, you, you know, you never know what it's going to be like and what you're going to do until you're in that situation. Um, so you can, really can't really prepare. Um, there's no real way to prepare in, in general. Um, the, I also said like the community is great. The community and other producers are genuine and amazingly supportive. They really were. So um, I'm glad that I was able to be a part of it, even with my horrendous mindset at times, but, you know, with my own judgment um, and probably showed to them. Okay, now from Sunday morning, um, I woke up really early. Um, I was kind of in my feelings, in my, like, I was just overthinking it. So this is kind of what I wrote at 5 till around 6.15. And I'm being honest, like, this is, this ain't cute stuff. Um, I'm not sugarcoating it. This is what I wrote. <laughs> okay. Um, let my insecurities dig in. I was pissed at myself for allowing myself to go up and play um, my mess of a track. I was embarrassed Sunday morning. Oh, I was embarrassed. Um, I know that the producer community... Uh, is amazing because um, I felt like they were supportive. But the problem I was having wasn't them or how they even think about me. It was about me and how I think about myself. Um, it was about me thinking about them, thinking about me as well. It's a little weird. <laughs> um, essentially, I was me focused. Uh, my ego is basically hating me and uh, thoughts were kind of like, racing about whether I should hang up my headphones for good, um, which was, which is stupid. And I knew it was nonsense. Even as I was thinking that thought, I was like, nope, never mind. <laughs> I simul simultaneously went from, oh, maybe I should hang up my headphones to what, the, what are you talking about? Like, this is just a one-time thing. Anyway, um, after I went through, um, that oh, so familiar set of thought patterns, I reminded myself of a few things. Um, that helped actually get me out of this mindset, um, which might hopefully help some of you guys who might be listening. Um, so for starters, um, I'm grateful I was able to even find out about the loop sessions and I'm grateful that I participated. I'm officially in the arena you know, um, if you guys listen to Brene Brown, she talks about the arena. So I'm officially in the arena. Uh, it reminded me about how far I had come from 2015 uh, when I went to um, a music session at Sketch, which is in Toronto. And basically it was like sponsored by um, Converse Sample Library. And I had met Frank Dukes there. 
And the thing is, I wasn't really too deep into the hip hop, um, into hip hop producers. I only knew Kanye West, really. Other than that, I was listening to like Gold Panda and a lot of um, techno based music, um, more than hip hop, more than hip hop other than Kanye. <laughs> um, but I didn't know about him at the time. I researched him like a couple years, like when I say a couple years, like a year or two ago. And then I was like, oh, wow, he's actually like a legend. Like, you know, but I didn't know at that point in time. It didn't matter to me, um, sadly. Uh, but when I went to the session, I had little experience, like no real experience uh, producing. Like I did produce things that I thought kind of sounded good, but I knew it could have been better. Uh, there was like a round table session actually at the um, sketch session uh, where people can play their tracks for Frank and for the rest of the community, so the people who showed up. Um, at the time, I was so scared and down on myself because I was listening to like people producing like like hard-hitting trap in hip-hop and electronic music, and some people won like remix competitions. And back then, I was so scared just out of pure insecurity, I refused to play anything, any of my work. Um, the thing is, though, at that same session, there was a woman who was um, not seasoned. She did not, like, she literally just picked up um, trying to do beats within that same month, which was, it was in May. Um, and she actually got up the, to the, po like, to the front, in a sense, and she played her track, um, and I was kind of just amazed that she just had the guts to go up in front of everybody and kind of, in a sense, expose herself, even though she didn't have all of the same experience as other people. And, you know, at the time, it was kind of like a turning point for me. Ooh, computer's turning off here start again. No, wrong one. All right. So it was a bit of a turning point for me at that time as a producer in 2015. Um, so at that point, I decided that I was going to dedicate myself to learning how to be a better producer. Um, and I think that I have improved quite a bit from my 2015 self. Um, I was pissed off at myself for not having the guts to show anybody there where I was at um, when I was like learning how to sample from the Converse library at the time. I was comparing myself and I lost joy. Um, the ironic part about that was that a week or so later, I did get an email from Indaba, who also was kind of a part of... Um, setting up the whole thing. Um, and they said they liked my track because I, I put it into a competition on the Indaba site at the time using an old producer name that I don't really go by anymore. But um, they said that they liked it and they wanted to put it on their licensing site, um, which I thought was cool. So I, of course, agreed to that. It's still, I, I feel like it's still up there. Um, 
But at the time I was in shock because I didn't think that even that was a possibility. And in a sense, it was in Daba that opened my eyes to the possibilities about doing music. Um, And at at that time, I also started working harder to win competitions on the site. And then I actually did win a competition for like a kid's hip hop track that I had made. And that's also on the Indaba licensing site at the time. So um, since then, though, it's been like a constant journey about trying to get better with like my sound, making my stuff louder, making it um, cleaner. I I got serious about learning how to EQ. I still have to learn how to compress. My compression is decent. Well, not decent. It's, It's subpar. So it can get better. But I did learn about house and trap. And I also realized that like producing is not stagnant. It's constantly changing and you're constantly learning. And there's always more to do. And I think that's what's exciting about just doing music on a whole. Um, especially considering that I came from like, we'll call it analog. Me playing piano, me playing guitar to doing electronic work. And then knowing that there's so much gear that can be used um, so many different like methods, there's different VSTs, like different ways to come up with your own sounds. You can sample, you can do, you know, there's so much you can do, but anyway, um, let me see. So now going back to the loop sessions, I said for me, the loop sessions was basically another wake up call and a gratitude exercise because I'm grateful I was able to put myself into the arena, even though I thought I was half baked. Um, it's gotten me thinking about how I can make myself better and how to improve my methods given, um, little time to sample and how I can perhaps move on in sampling work other than my own. And I'm grateful that I thought I was at least bad and that I had an, uh, a bit of an ego trip. (laughs) Um, I know, yeah. I know now that it's it's seriously not that easy to do. And it's it again, it's given me perspective on the rhythm roulettes that I have watched where people say, Oh, I can do better and it's it's kind of like you actually don't know what you would do until you're in that situation. You don't know what state of mind you're going to be in. You don't know if like, you know, something bad happened to you like two minutes before like you had to pick three records, like if that would change how you proceed with coming up with a track. Like, at this point in time, it's just humbled me. (laughs) Um, It's really humbled me to how, not even hard, but how creative one would have to be and has to be in order to sample track like and I'm not saying that sampling is better than doing your own composition I would not go there and say that I think it's a different set of skills and it takes a different type of mindset as well a different type of creativity at times in order to come up with something and especially um with the way that the loop sessions actually works it, it makes it even, it's an interesting challenge. And I'd say that if you can seriously go to like the loop sessions, if you're listening from Toronto, look them up on Instagram. 
and I'd say sign up as soon as you can because it is a it is an experience and again I'm just grateful I did it so thank you for listening to my ramble for pretty much 20 minutes yikes over 24 minutes of me talking about loop sessions in my experience and my past and yeah making it like self-improvement personal development like anyway um now for the future of this podcast I'm not too sure that I'll be able to um like do any recording on a regular basis at the moment I'm considering getting a zoom mic so my own instead of um the one that I had borrowed from my man and I've considered this is gonna sound crazy but I considered getting an SP 404 um I've been listening to a lot of people I don't know if it would make my productions like better, but I'm a fan of all the effects that it has. And I've been looking into alternatives. I think there's like a chaos um, Korg pad that I had looked into as well. So I'm kind of on the fence as to whether I should get an SP and follow the lo-fi crowd in a sense, or if I should look for an alternative. And for the SP, it's not just lo-fi. So one of my, um, I guess, not, well, he's a favorite artist of mine, Teebs. I was watching him um, with on the boiler room or in the boiler room, and he was using his SP and stuff. And I was like, okay, this is awesome. And I had been listening to him for a couple of years, and I thought his work was amazing. Of, of course, like Flying Lotus and stuff too. But um, I kind of like the, the ambience of Teebs and the organic nature of most of his stuff too. So when I saw him with an SP, I was like, okay, so this could honestly be used for um, music other than lo-fi. And yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Um, in terms of what I'm looking to perhaps purchase. And it's more of an investment, to be honest, um, than a pure purchase. But yeah. Again, I don't know what's going to happen with the podcast per se. I don't I don't think I'll be able to be as consistent. I will try once I get like my a microphone um that I can just carry around with me, then I'll definitely consider it. But until then, I'm actually going to have to go because the battery on my laptop is dying and I do not want this to die on me. So, um again, keep doing what you are doing. Um, keep putting your work out there. I'm going to put out some of my work again. I've been actually today I worked on a couple of things too um, in terms of mixing. So I'm looking to put that out. Um, one other thing I might do um, later this week is put the link to the SoundCloud for the loop sessions up um, so you guys can at least hear my um, beautiful mess, if you will. And everybody else's work, which, honest to goodness, was amazing. So amazing. So, And it, it's inspiring again, too. I should have mentioned it was honestly inspiring to hear. But anyway, um, take care. Keep putting your work out there. Keep doing your thing. And until next time, bye-bye.